Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Emerald Gamescast. My name is Nolan. With me is... I'm Janelle. And? I'm Alex. I thought it was episode 30. Uh, we have recorded 30 episodes before this one by my count, but I could be wrong. 30 or 31? What do you think, Alex? I thought the, last, tiebreaker. I thought the last one was 30. I, re- I, I, I remember now realizing at the time that that one was 30, so... Officially, episode 31. <laughs> We're here. It's... June 19th, the day of the release of The Last of Us Part 2, if you're keeping track, but we'll get to that. How are you guys doing? Well, I've been playing a lot of The Last of Us and feeling bad and not sleeping a lot, so I'm great. <laughs> are these things directly well, related? Need, yeah, are they related? Is this the same they, train? They absolutely are. I, I will wait to talk about The Last of Us in full, but um, we started playing it at 9pm right when it released last night, and we were up until 5... 4 four four something this morning playing it Mm -hmm. and we've been right back at it for most of the day too so i'm i'm in a weird mental state because that game is rough are you gonna try to get your uh your big boy big gamer collection edition after the fact i'm not so i so listeners best buy one has the dumbest name i realized that yesterday their name's stupid it's the best place you can buy ugh that's what Nolan said. I think it's them saying we got the best buys here. It's like a, it's like a really it's like a really premium way to say value market. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, they like messed up my pre order, and then I, I could have just like rebought it there. That was an option to call a number and rebuy it, and then pick it up this morning. But we wanted to play it last night, and there's a better statue on the PlayStation Store. Don't look at it, listeners. I don't want you to buy it. We should have already bought it. I, I haven't yet. I'm going to... It's going to sell one. out instantly. You know that, right? It hasn't. Really? Okay, It's wow. been up for a few days. Yeah. But um, it's cheaper than buying this like whole ass box set with stuff that I mostly didn't want anyway. I mostly wanted the cool Ellie statue and this oh, one's better than the one in the so box. So you're going to so. buy the statue wholesale. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. if you buy the game and the statue, it's around $100. Whereas the edition that came with the statue, I think it was 180 Yeah. And you're getting a... Uh, a bracelet a and stickers and, and a, a book a journal yeah. yeah in addition and like i bought the digital deluxe edition so i already have the digital art book and they have these like since it's set in seattle you know they don't use starbucks but they have this other coffee shop that replaces it and the playstation store has these mugs for it that are actually really cool so i'd rather get that in like a cool statue than a bunch of junk that i mostly won't sure touch. yeah yeah but what about you alex yeah what have i been doing up to Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned this on the last episode. I'm not 100% sure if this will come out, but uh, I've been playing through Persona 4, and that's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, I'm really enjoying this game, and I know I do this all the time. If I set it down to play something else, <laughs> I will never come back to it. So I want to get further in this game. Uh, I appreciate that honesty. Yeah. How far are you in it? Last week, you were saying that you had literally just met Teddy. I did, yeah, which is which is the very beginning of the game. It's only a couple hours Yeah, that's in. pretty early on. Um, mm-hmm. As of now, the last thing that happened is I, I, I'm about like 20 hours in, I think. It's like an 80-plus hour game. But yeah. I just met uh, Ryuji. Or no, not Ryuji. Um, oh. Kanji. Kanji. Uh, which yeah. some people, the savvy might know, there was some some discourse surrounding him because um, in in this game or in this game the idea is it's it's a murder mystery kind of in the vein of mm-hmm. like Scooby Doo you get a bunch of teens hanging out and solving crimes with their talking animal pal but one of them the victims all get sucked into this like strange TV world um, and mm-hmm. one of them is like this like uh, 
receding hairline voiced by Matt Mercer, gruff 15-year-old. So, <laughs> yeah, which, sure. which still fucks me up. I hate that. Um, he's younger than the rest of the cast, and they make note of that, but he looks like a middle-aged biker boy. Maybe he's just had it rough. He has had it rough, is the thing, because he gets sucked into yeah. the TV where they talk about he meets his shadow, and his shadow is like his all of his repressed feelings. And it's like heavily suggested that the character is gay and like trying to cope with that. It's a little tasteless the way they deal with it. And I talked with this about, with Nolan about this. Janelle, I don't know if you were around when I did this, but it's compared to the other shit that Atlas has pulled with uh with queer people, Kanji looks like Harvey fucking Milk because like you compare the the like blatantly transphobic shit in the newest Catherine release, um the yeah. like homophobic or the the gay predators in uh uh Persona 5 yeah having them tackle a character that's like grappling with their sexuality in a tasteless way for context the when they confront him about it and we're like so what was up with that uh that that gay sauna dungeon that was in your brain uh he's like oh i just i have a fear of women right it's not that (laughs) it's not that he likes men it's that he's afraid of women and he's like i don't really know there's never a resolving at the end of each boss battle when the boss battle is like with the person's manifested feelings or whatever they have to mm-hmm. confront it and be like, okay, this is part of me and I need to deal with this. But with Kanji, he's just sort of like, this might be part of me, I guess. I don't know. And it works. So it's just, it's, it's mm-hmm. non-committal because I feel like it could have been really interesting to have a, a gay character grapple with, a gay teen grapple with his sexuality. Um, in Japan, no less. In Japan, yeah. that's not necessarily yeah. super approved of. Especially yeah. when he's so badass. Yeah, his, his, his default weapon is just a it's chair, It's a metal isn't chair, it? yeah! <laughs> just running around <laughs> the chair, whacking people. I I love Kanji. I, I don't think, you know, what you're talking about is a good part of that game by any means. Um, his dungeon is also just weirdly uncomfortable to be in the entire time because you're in a... Ten, 10 or so floors of a, a bathhouse. Yeah, with it's a just sauna. Tons steam of everywhere. So, innuendo. And, is it, Nolan, I know mm. I know, Alex, you haven't played five, but is it kind of weird? I haven't made it that far in the game. Is it? Is oh, it kind okay. of like Kamoshida's dungeon in five? Like um, how that is just gross and like you kind of get the point, but it still just is a gross representation. The visual no, setting isn't gross, but... You have this shadow, which is like a, a an exaggerated persona of the stuff that they're trying to avoid. Oh, persona. It's like an exaggerated representation of what they're trying to avoid. And in Kanji's case, he's like this lispy, like, hey there, Thaler type. And because oh, one boy. of the theme is TV shows, he's like, he's looking for a man to love. Like, Yeah, they have like a fake uh, TV dating show with a really animated announcer and there's a handful of neon signs like i'm i'm forgetting the exact context of what they are but i i remember basically getting the vibe these big neon signs are basically like you know come this way for a a good time and the the character before this was um like upset that she was had to inherit her family's business so her thing was like she wanted a a prince to come and sweep her away and her persona was a caged bird um so it's like you can kind of see that it's pretty blatant symbolism in this character's yeah. case, the character is in a, like a, what do you call that? Like a... I don't know. Like a thong? But it's like covers most of the body. It, like you'd wear in a bath, like a towel, I guess. He's just in a towel oh, okay. in a bathhouse. And his persona is this gigantic hulking, like split down the middle, black and white, like humanoid <sighs> shape. But right 
like where the head and neck are, there's like a bunch of roses and an, a man with a uh, makeup spurting out of it. Um, so that's that's terrible. But in five, there's the dick monster. So this whole time, I was <laughs> expecting you to say, I was expecting like humanoid shape, but where its head is is a giant penis. Or something. No, see, I'm waiting he's, to he's, see he's dick monster. Of women, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm waiting to see the dick monster. I know the dick monster is going to be in this game, um, but. It's really, really good. Um, I love hanging out with these anime teens to substitute the fact I can't hang out yeah. with my real friends. Totally healthy and normal. Um, Your real anime teen friends? Yeah, my real anime teen friends can't hang out with me because there's a pandemic. So. I messaged you about this already, Alex, but for the listener, I'll say again that um, Persona 4 will, even when you're playing in, in English, um, it, will, it will automatically have some of the characters add honorifics to the end of your name. So every once in a while, a character will call you Kuhn or whatever. Um, so I had just named my character myself. I just named him Nolan. And I remember my cousin coming over to watch me play. And <laughs> I was sort of explaining how the game works to him. And I talked to, I want to say it was Yukiko. And, and the text box said like something, you know, okay, Nolan Kuhn. And he looked at me and he, and he just went, really (laughs) oh no it was it was terribly embarrassing and then i started playing that game on a vita where (laughs) no one can know what's going on yeah um Hmm. but i'm I'm really really digging this game you can kind of see some of the story threads like there is a character who i mentioned tvs are a theme there's a character who has a, a, a parasocial relationship with a tv who also has repressed feelings about her absentee father that they establish at the very beginning and, like, get you connected to this character. So, like, you can see the threads of, like, oh, okay, well, we're going to go explore this character's psyche, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it's very, very satisfying. It's charming as hell. Um, it makes me really excited to play Persona, 4, uh, Persona 5. And we will talk more about it later. But and sure. But you guys have been playing a, a, a game that's a little bit more current. Oh, yes. yes. Actually, significantly right more before current. that. Um, significantly more current as of today. Yeah. But um, right before that, I, I had been playing uncharted but like really uncharted 4 really sorry my chair did big speaking <laughs> it didn't show up on the mic i don't know if it did it definitely did i could hear um, it. it okay sorry moving on huh um right before we started playing this nolan wanted me to finish uncharted 4 because when i hadn't and we wanted to like compare the way naughty dog you know used some of the things that they came up with in 4 mm. in the last of us and let me just say uncharted 4 is a fucking masterpiece that game is a blast so much fun and it's really cool to see in the last of us which we like i said have been playing since 9 p.m last night it's really cool to see the little ways that they've taken some of the soul of that game and moved it into a dark quick question which i really do you like it better than uh uh uh, uncharted 4 do you like uncharted 4 better than uncharted 2 i let me be honest listeners i've actually only ever played a little bit of Three? Oh, interesting. Like part okay. two. I played part of two. First, yeah. First half of so two is what you played. So when yeah. I started playing it, Nolan just really wanted me to play four. <laughs> and he like explained the first couple and he was like, you can play them, but four is the good <laughs> one. So I kind of just moved See, on. His, my least favorite one. part. I, I, I mean, I, I have to clarify that. I'm saying four is the good one for what I knew Janelle was yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. L- l- Listener, you should know when I got four, I had not played one through three. I bought the trilogy and marathoned the first three games in about 10 days and i just i have a a deep affection for the uncharted trilogy so when i say four is the good one i mean for a fan of the last of us moving backwards Uh, four is the game that neil Druckmann directed it did come out after last of us uh, most similar it it did 
It and did. you can feel some of The Last of Us in it. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I don't think I like the other ones as much or the reason I didn't like what I played of two, I played like a few hours of that one. I yeah, yeah, yeah. An amount. Um, I, the, the combat of Uncharted is my least favorite it's part. It's not great. I, it's fun. This is, you know, I, I don't want to get into like a, a hot topic talk <laughs> on difficulty levels, but like we just turned it down to easy because like the whole game feels like a movie if you just go through it and don't die a bunch. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I turned down the combat difficulty because I don't really care. And that made it a lot more fun because it was a lot more cinematic. Yeah. But Uncharted 4 is really good for just exploring. And there's this house with that. That's basically a museum, which is exactly my shit. So, I really Croft loved house? that. The Warcraft Mansion or whatever? What? Um, essentially. Yeah. But, um, but The Last of yeah, Us. Yeah, The Last of Us just came out. The Last of Us 2. The Last of Us just came out. The Last of Us 2. The Last of Us Part 2 just mm-hmm. came out. and It's called Part 2? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I would, I'd like to do a spoiler cast episode on it when we finish it, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I would say I'd like to hear but, it, but um, I haven't even played the first one. So I'll I'll probably sit yeah. out of that discussion. But Yeah, it literally starts talking about the end of the first game. So you should go nowhere yeah. near it. But um, Nolan, what are your thoughts on it so far? I'm I'm loving it. Um listener you probably know last of us part two has been the center of a lot of controversy so going into this game there i'm sure i'm not alone in saying there's a lot of expectations for players jumping into last of us two um for what this game is going to do to make people so angry and i'm 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 sad to admit that that can kind of bias the experience a little bit i i I was because i didn't read the leaks of what people were so angry about. So I kind of went into The Last of Us 2 saying, like, okay, when, when is this game going to do something that I can... You weren't looking for something to, to be understand angry. understand why people are yeah, so... Exactly, like, exactly. Why is everyone so angry? What, like, what, what, did, what is Where this game is doing yeah. that made everyone so pissed off? Yeah. And, um, the, uh, I won't spoil what it is, but I've figured out what the mm-hmm. factors are and i will say uh the people who were outraged about this game in my opinion were just unequivocally wrong um it's phenomenal and it's i phenomenal. i think the first game is one of the best narratives of the seventh generation and within the first i want to say two hours of last of us part two um it hit such wild emotional highs and lows that I felt more in those first two hours than I remember feeling in the grand majority of the first game. It's masterful, really. I think it's the first game I've played that I can say that about since Red Dead 2 for me. It it has that level of genius in every moment. And there's a lot to be said about where we are technologically, where you can see characters thinking and feeling and processing in their eyes and their facial movements mm-hmm. and in, in a way that you would never have been able to e- even one generation back. Um, and, and just the level of detail in not just the game visually, but in the way it's written and paced, it's like Naughty Dog has learned a lot over the course of five major games yeah. in this mold. I mean, I, I would argue that really Uncharted 1 was the beginning of them experimenting with the kind of cinematic set piece game. And uh, we're almost like the um, founders of that sort of genre that took over video yeah. games yeah. for a while. 
and and this is so far the best they've ever done with it it's i mean janelle i don't want to speak for you but you you said last night that you cried so hard you almost puked i did and in the I, first two hours of the game i couldn't like talk for a while and then we like paused the game for a second so nolan could just like hug me for a bit because i very <laughs> had, clearly needed it we had to stop and go make coffee yeah i was like <laughs> it was like one o'clock and i was like can you go make coffee make, at one in the morning co- yeah i was like i just well, need we, to I mean, we were gonna stop that's true like, no, two was hours like, in. it was like <laughs> no it was like 12 and i was like i just need a break can we go make some yeah, coffee she, she, she handed me the controller and she was like i i can't i can't do this right now you have to to do this for me <laughs> it was i incredible i have a question you talked about technology earlier how are your yes. ps4's fans oh shockingly i have another unstressed. oh really it runs it runs yeah, marvelously awesome. and i think and, and and that's to naughty Wait, dog's credit talking about technology this game does my favorite thing with the um touchpad that any game has ever done yes. oh, they finally it's finally a game uses the touchpad in a really fun way um it, this isn't really a spoiler but there are multiple times throughout the game where a guitar is used oh. and you strum the guitar in different directions, like, well, different notes. I don't play fucking, fuck this. I it's play okay. video games. <laughs> you strum the guitar by moving the touchpad in different uh-huh. directions or it's, like sliding up and sliding down. You use and, the, the left joystick to pick a chord based on where your fingers are and you use the left and right bumpers to move your hand up and down the fret and then you strum with the so it doesn't make you, you play, play like songs. a preset song you can play your own song if you figure out the system to do it um for the story moments it like it will highlight what notes to interesting hit. okay yeah but so, but you can also just pick it up and just play your own thing too at certain i can't wait until we get you, like you can definitely do either but it it gives you directions and yeah. and, and and when you play a couple measures of your own practice it kind it will it'll transition into a cut scene of them performing the song but you're awesome. you're getting to do the beginning yeah. part of it i'm, I'm surprised mm-hmm. you that your ps4 fans have been doing okay though because that's something i've heard consistently is that it's like a jet engine because that apparently really struggles to run that game I, oh. you know, mine hasn't been it, or janelle's mine. yeah has not been so bad with this game the last game i remember really it getting hit by was god of war uh, and then yeah. also oh, yeah. Her- Horizon was pretty bad on mine too, and Horizon doesn't look like even ha- like a half half as pretty as this game. Yeah, but it's also an open world, which makes a big difference. This is partial open world too, which is different than the first game. The oh. the way that they're doing open world is really good, in my opinion. You can miss. I I think we talked about this after they revealed this in some you know video, but you can miss parts of like smaller story moments. There was a moment that we found just by exploring everything where. Ellie plays, God, what is that song? Take On Me. She plays Take <laughs> On Me for like her, for for another character. And like you can completely just miss that scene, that beautiful scene if you just don't explore every place. Wow. And I think that's really cool. I really yeah. like when open worlds are used in that way. Which, uh, you know, is interesting because like you were talking about having played Uncharted 4 to see what, it, what they had carried over. Um, and in Uncharted 4... And Lost Legacy, which is the standalone game that came after that, they had smaller open world segments that I guess were not so much open world as much as open ended. You know, you would have a series of objectives and an area, you could tackle them in any order, um, but you were just there for that section of the game. And so far, Last of Us Part Two is relatively similar in that mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah. Like, they introduced a map system with map markers and explorable areas and stuff. 
and it was used in an area but when we passed that area we at least so far we haven't had a chance yet to go back to a map screen so it's kind of relegated to moments in the story for pacing reasons but sure. um when it is letting you do that it works wonders for making this game feel fresh in comparison absolutely um and it kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of bioshock infinite in a weird way oh don't say um, that to alex he'll well no i mean like just think of you know there's that part in bioshock infinite where where booker and elizabeth can find the guitar mm-hmm. and um yeah. he plays also troy for baker. her as she dances also a game about troy baker escorting a uh uh, a, a person who is contraband Elizabeth, named yeah. Elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> in 2013 uh, originally same year and everything but mm, gameplay is another gameplay. thing we haven't really talked about oh, outside my... of the uh, narrative but god the gameplay is so much fun it's I know you said that Alex you kind of thought that the first game's combat was a little bland I didn't dislike um, it by any means, um, but it didn't really... Sure, but I remember you saying... I think you were saying that it was just kind of standard. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Which is fair. I have always loved it, but in this game, it's just so... It's it's the same combat system, but so much sharper and so much more improved. Everything is quick. Ellie moves a lot faster than Joel did in the first game, so she can, you know, get on her stomach or jump down on her stomach and... She has a knife that she holds all the time. So, like, instead of just trying to shoot people all the time, you're doing these, like, crazy attacks on um, the infected. I just slapped something, forgetting we were recording, and so that's going to be in the place, too. That's this episode. But, like, it's what I'm trying to get at is just that it's so fast-paced compared to the first game's combat. Interesting, okay. Well, I mean, because the big difference is, like, Joel's a powerhouse, Mm -hmm. so he's slamming through people. Um, Ellie is a lot more fragile and the game uses a system of animations that i mean it's like magic i don't know how they did it but this this game flows like water between she's fragile is this another game in the strand genre but she's not (laughs) fragile (laughs) but not fragile um how many bugs but yeah the animations in this game just 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 flow like water like getting getting into melee engagements and then dodging out of it and lunging into prone and crawling away as someone reaches down and grabs your ankle and tries to grab drag you back towards them i mean Mm -hmm. you're you're routinely pulling off maneuvers in this game that in most games i've played would be relegated to quick time events because of the scripting required um but you're you're instigating those on your own and what i what i love about it is just this this desperate feeling like just recently we were playing and um i was fighting a group of two people that were on the other end of a highway median that in last of us one at least you know you would look at as chest high cover you'd crouch behind and you'd you'd you know pop and shoot basically well i went to run up to get to the cover someone shot me in the shoulder and ellie tripped and fell down on her back and i was laying in the grass just flat on my back with the highway median to my left and if i were to get up they'd be right there so instead i continued to lay flat and just drew my pistol and waited for someone to try and come and flank me shot them in the knee and then immediately lunged up and tackled them and then went around and like took out the other one but it, it like it, you you can imagine like it's just so much more interesting and kinetic and it feels mm-hmm. like a scripted scene when you pull off maneuvers like that yeah it's 
incredible with what that game's doing in combat. That's awesome. And um, Alex, I I'm dying for you to play more of the first one because mm. I want you to play this one. But mostly the spot that you said that you ended, I think, was like a little bit after you get Ellie and Testize in the capital. Yeah, building, it's right? it's one of the you like transition into a different place in the world. Mm, if that, yeah, make, right, if that right. makes sense. Sure. And it just, like, at that point in the game, you're, I know you fight some infected, mm-hmm. but you're mostly fighting human enemies. You fought it. There was a pretty decent amount of infected, I feel like. It was a good balance. Well, com- compared to later in sure. the game, okay. I should say. But, um, like, the, they've added some new infected in this game that are really disgusting and really scary <laughs> and a ton of fun. And I'm, I'm excited for you to get to experience the more interesting enemy types that these games have to offer. There are some really cool ones later on in the first one that you haven't gotten to yet. Um, there's there's um, a, like a couple of small things I think both you and I have said that we felt were slight downgrades. But they've been really small. Yeah. They're, they're like I, we, I think we both agree the first game had uh, slightly more interesting collectibles in terms of like the notes and pickups you're finding but um, i think that's mostly due to taste um yeah the collectibles that we're finding i'm not trying to cut you off but the notes that we're finding are about kind of closer to the current situation in seattle whereas in the first game they're mostly about like right after the pandemic happened yeah the, the first game was very backwards looking and that you were learning about how people dealt with the apocalypse um this game is a lot more forward looking you're learning with like you're learning about civilizations and factions and towns that have sprouted up and created their own culture and markets in the aftermath um and they do a really good job with Mm -hmm. that like i've always said that one thing that bothered me i'm not alone in this it's a very cliche thing to say but one thing about you know the fallout games is that you wonder why nearly 300 years after the bombs there's still rubble on the ground (laughs) stuff like that um the last of us part two comes right out of the gate with like in the in the first prologue area you're in a town that's been clean swept they have lights like uh there's a there's a butcher shop they have a a restaurant cafe a restaurant they have a little um notice board with like where they're putting up town meetings and dances there's a movie night daycare and a school they have grades and teachers and everything like it's it it it, it sells this idea okay it's it's been 25 years since the apocalypse you know people have had time to create civilization and they've had time to barricade themselves in enough that they can maybe start a hobby or start writing or something and not just thinking about survival um which i'm really glad this game did because that's always bugged me with apocalypse media how everybody is just scavenging forever yeah yeah you know like we can still do farming (laughs) it exists it happens it's It's a real job i guess according to one of ellie's notebooks yeah but it's um, a job according to actual farmers Hey, yeah, that's true. Um, the locations, though, also. It's, like, here in the Pacific Northwest, we don't get a lot of games that are open like this, you know? So having a game set in Seattle where, like, when we got there, Nolan was like, oh, I think the Space Needle's in this direction. And I was like, nah, it's over this way. And, like, we didn't know for sure where we were, but I'm the, the city of Seattle is so ingrained in me that I just knew that and we checked the map and i was right and that's just a really cool feeling i'm really not used to getting to explore an area that i know so deeply um the there was a scene in the paramount theater 
Mm-hmm. Like, we were in there for a little bit, and that was right next to the hotel that we all stayed in for PAX last yep. year, which was standing right next to it. We pulled up in front of the Paramount Theater, and we just, like, pivoted the camera up and right, and we saw basically where our hotel room would have been last That's time awesome. the three of us were at PAX. Yeah. That's and so it was, cool. You know, pretty much the same building. Really you can cool. figure out the street. I know where the convention center is relative, and it's, it's a lot of fun knowing a place. And yeah. even seeing, like, highway signs for I-5. It's a big yeah. deal for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, like... My last thing I have to say about it is, you know, a lot of people were complaining about how this game in their reviews is, like, bad to women. And granted, I haven't finished the game. And also granted, I am a cis white woman, you know, so (laughs) I represent it in media enough. But (laughs) it's always in a way that's very over-sexualized usually. So having, like, all of the main characters so far be women who are just women who just exist in the world and it's not a big deal one of them has armpit hair who cares it's the apocalypse of course she does that is such a special feeling that i've never really gotten out of a game before Mm you know i um no spoilers but near the beginning there's this character this woman named abby Mm -hmm. and she's fucking buff like of course she is she lives in this world where she's doing work all the time and she's ripped and it's normal and cool and they don't make a big deal out of it she's just a human woman who lives in that time period and i just think that's really special she also was a central target for a lot of the hate directed at the game yeah um oh oh, okay so i didn't see any of the leaks either so i only know people's response to the leaks i've seen sketches of abby uh mixed with that you guys know the um that old 4chan like npc meme that kind of like that white that white line art face of this yeah seen a lot of sketches of abby with like exaggerated muscles and that face mixed and people talking about how masculine she is and how this game is sjw garbage for having ellie kiss a woman and having you know all this stuff so yeah it's a game full of like queer women who aren't over sexualized and aren't like gay because it's sexy for straight dudes like of course they hate it it's awesome it's really cool <laughs> mm-hmm. but, well, it's a awesome. dang good game i'm excited yeah. to hi, hi, finally get to play it after my, my, after quite a while i'll get to play it but you should someday yeah. i don't think it'll be too long man i mean you, well persona 4 is in your way yeah but last of us part one is not even 20 hours long i think you could get to that yeah it's a pretty short game yeah probably yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, how about that news? I, oh, were you no, gonna say something? You, you do it. <laughs> you do it. Oh, I, do I have to do the? I don't want. Do I have to do the song too? Do 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 Um, I think you really should improve on your. I know. I need to work on it. Come back to us. Sorry. Yeah. I. It's something that I've been meaning to to work on. Thank you for your feedback. You're welcome. Tell us the news, Alex. There was a there was a surprise. Uh, since it's been so long since we had a Nintendo Direct, I guess Pokemon decided, to, the Pokemon company decided to step up to the plate and be like, yeah, we'll release some information about what's coming out. And it was just like this little 15-minute presentation uh, early in the morning on, I forget exactly what day it was. But they talked about the new uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC. They announced a, this was weird, I don't know if you guys heard about this, uh, a, a game for like young children to practice brushing their teeth. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cute. It's like, you put the camera on it, and, like, you have to, like, catch the Pokemon by, like, brushing your teeth, and then you can put little AR hats on on yourself through the phone. Okay. It's real cute. Um, it's called Pokemon Smile. 
Um, oh no. Oh uh, no. And it's like completely free too. They made a big deal about that. There's no like microtransactions or anything. So it's, it's cool for kids. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And they also talked about, uh, there was like this free to play puzzle game, uh, that looks a lot like Disney Tsum Tsum, but with Pokemon. Um, but it's only a matter of time really. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and like some stuff coming to Pokemon go or whatever, but, but the big ticket item is something that nobody thought would ever happen. <laughs> We're getting a Pokemon Snap sequel. Yes! Cool. It's called New Pokemon Snap, and I don't know what it is with oh. Nintendo's fetish for the word new as opposed to, like, a number, but... That's <laughs> a terrible name! Yeah. I can't wait, because I had a terrible experience with the first game. You didn't like it? And I... No, it was fantastic, but I was... What the heck? Listen, I don't advocate for piracy, but I was playing a ROM. It was a different time. <laughs> but I was playing a ROM of Pokemon Snap on my computer, and everything worked perfectly, except <laughs> except displaying photos. <laughs> <laughs> everything so worked perfectly go... except for the core of the video game. Yeah. So I could go play a level, but I would get back to the lab, and Professor Oak would be like, Great, here's your photo reel. Now pick six of them as your favorite, and it would just be a row of blank gray boxes. He would turn them all over. How about a game of chance? And I thought, wow, this game is mechanically kind of shaky. And yeah. I was a little, I, I just kind of dropped out. So. N64 emulation really is weirdly not quite there yet. There's still, It still needs a lot of work to be to be accurate. But mm. Pokemon Snap is a, is, a, is a great game. It's a simple game. It was definitely more of a blockbuster game that you would rent rather than buy because you could beat it in like one sitting if you tried um, sum it up for listeners who don't know what pokemon snap pokemon is. snap uh actually started off as not with no pokemon branding uh but the gameplay is you go in a little car vehicle thing and you go along a set path um you can find alternate paths by doing secret things but your goal is to take pictures of pokemon and the pokemon pictures get ranked depending on how good they are like if they're in the frame the lighting whatever they're doing um Bring it back to Professor Oak, and you make like a a, a Pokemon photo decks, I think is what they call it. Um, so it's kind of just this little like Safari photo game that is very simple, is just oozing with charm, um, and is sort of a cult classic. People have really enjoyed for a long, long time. Uh, See, I only like Pokemon for the cute Pokemon. I don't give a shit about the battles or any of that so this sounds exactly up my alley you literally you make pokemon you find out secrets to make pokemon do cute things and then take pictures of them doing cute things like it's the perfect gameplay formula for hd graphics it is not not a you know whatever pixel density the n64 had that makes these like low poly pokemon you know your imagination fills it in but you know on the switch yeah. this could be real nice i am do we, a little do we know for sure if it's uh but AR, can you turn your Switch in whole? We don't as know a much about lens? it at all. We saw some footage of it. We know it's coming out. We know it's developed by Namco Bandai for some reason. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, who also is behind Smash Bros. So they've got their fingers in a lot of Nintendo flavored pies lately. Um, oh, I hate that saying. What? Fingers in a lot of pies? Yeah. You don't like pies? I don't just, I don't like thinking about fingers in them. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Imagine a guy just sitting in like a big armchair with like five pies, one finger in each. Yeah. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. This is business. Just try and I'm take diversifying. My pies, boy. <laughs> He's like threatening you. Know, you I've yeah. already put my fingers in all of these, and I've licked them too. <laughs> um, God. But yeah, but we don't know a out. whole lot about this game. We know it's we, there's not a release date announced, but they showed some footage the, of the gameplay loop and some of the you know graphical fidelity. It looks beautiful. 
Um, the gameplay loop looks pretty much identical to Pokemon. They talked about there being an online feature, which in the age of social media, of course there is. This is a perfect game for that. The moment this comes out, we're yeah. going to see images flooding Twitter. Um, well, it's the, exactly one platform that the Switch connects to, and it's the only way to upload yeah, <laughs> pictures yeah. from your Switches to Twitter. But so. yeah, but a game like this is just is perfect for mm-hmm. a social media. In, in in an era when I'm stealing this from Game Explain almost verbatim, but they're right. In an era when every game has a photo mode as a fun little bonus feature that everyone takes advantage of, it's interesting to have a game that just is a photo mode. That just is the mechanic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely I, curious. I, I to feel see like more Sony like doesn't even let you make a game unless you put a photo mode into yeah. it. Yeah. It's like mandated by Sony but law. But they're all so good. Yeah. But like Mark Cerny will kill you if you don't. I think you mean Mark Sony. Mark Sony. <laughs> Mark Sony will come to your house and and be like, I, I see you didn't put a photo mode in this game. You better better get on that before release. How will we get all that free marketing? Now, actually, that's honestly what it is. Yeah, it's free marketing. It, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, especially in... Oh, of um, course, yeah. In, who, who, who invented this idea of having characters take selfies? Was that, was that GTA V started that? Uh, that was Society think... invented the idea of selfies, and then... And then it no, no, like, but... <laughs> Like, GTA V had a selfie mode in yeah. it, if I'm remembering right. And now every game has a selfie mode that in it. That might have been one of the first. Yeah, unless there's something else I can't think of. Yeah, it's I, definitely Watch the first, Dogs like, AAA. Did something yeah. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's... But in any case... That's coming out at some point. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Moving on. Uh, another, mm-hmm. another interesting marketing thing uh, is the Xbox Smart Delivery Program. Um, this one is really interesting to me. Yeah. Because, well, tell us what it is first. We've touched on it in other episodes, but mm-hmm. we've never really gone deep into it because I've never really had like a full-on just like, here's what it is, here's how it works. So we're in a weird time right now and we're in between console generations and a bunch of games are going to be on both systems. Um, what Xbox is doing with their new Xbox Series X that's coming out, I think this holiday, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what they're doing is there are games that are out for Xbox One that will be available to be played on the Xbox Series X. If you buy a certain game, a supported title, on the Xbox One, then you can bring it over to the Xbox Series X for no additional cost, if that makes sense. And it is the upgraded version. Um, so pretty much all of them are first-party titles like Gears 5, Halo Infinite, um, they also bring up Cyberpunk, which we'll be touching on later, because this was written before the news article came out about it, saying that, like, oh, certain titles will be optimizing... There'll be certain optimizations on consoles that aren't on the previous console. So, like, if you get Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One, and then get it eventually whenever you get an Xbox Series X, it'll look better. It won't just be a straight port. They'll be improving things along the way. That'll. Um, they also said that... Well, Cyberpunk said today, today maybe... That the same goes for PlayStation as well. Yep, yep. Well, and, and I'll talk about that in a bit, but mm-hmm. a bunch of them are first-party titles. There's a couple not, like Yakuza, Like a Dragon, um, which I'm still shocked that Xbox seems to have gotten the the license to promote so heavily. Like, I know it's going to yeah. be multi-platform, but they must have gotten the, the marketing license for it, which is I interesting. I think Xbox knows right now that the key to success is capturing Japan. And I know that sounds like a war strategy when I say it. But... <laughs> no, yeah, no, but it's, it's true, though. It's yeah. true, yeah. I mean, Sony has been on top for a long time. And, 
you know, I think Xbox really, really won with the 360, if you want to go with defining, like, a victor of the console wars just by sales. But even in, overall, even in Japan, was it, wasn't, they, it wasn't huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it was really, you know, it's because they pioneered um, the idea of player profiles and online gaming being a yeah. focus. Yeah, it was also just, console. like, that was, better hardware. Like, it was easier to yeah. develop games for, and it was, in a, in a lot of ways, stronger than the PS4, or PS3 was they, at the time. They created, you know, the online marketplace. They introduced friends lists to that generation. They introduced uh, online matchmaking yeah. and lobbies and party matching and everything and all. And well, once that was out of the way, though, I mean, Microsoft has been clawing for any similar kind of of um, of uh, attention since. And I mean, they yeah. haven't got it here. They sat or back on their haunches and let. Uh, oh god, what was that E three where they announced their game for their their plan to like digi- digitally register game discs to a 20, console? Twenty fourteen, yeah, twenty thirteen. That was like that was a death note for them um, because yeah. I think that I, I I wholeheartedly believe that is what permanently screwed over the Xbox One so bad. Um, yeah, and then Sony just I mean just uh, uh, adapted their conference. On yeah, the they fly made a they made a video a presentation to mock them, right? Yeah, like How they were do you like get used games to your friends on PlayStation Four and just walk out and hand it. Yeah, disc someone hands a disc to Shuhei Yoshida and he's like, "Thanks!" Oh. And then the PlayStation logo plays. <laughs> it's incredible. That was incredible. It was amazing. But this this is a really smart direction, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this in the podcast. I don't know if again, I don't know if it'll be released. But when we talked about the PS4 conference, uh, one thing that I said is, I don't know what price the PS4 is going to be. But I know the PS5. Xbox is, or sorry, PS5. Excuse me. Whatever. Mm. The, I don't know what price the PS5 is going to be, but I know for a fact that the Xbox Series X will be significantly cheaper. That's how they're going to get you. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it at all. Um, um, and you know, it's it seems that everyone is chasing features right now. Backwards compatibility, yeah, game yeah. transferability. Remember when Sony called data transferring transferring with an A? What? You guys remember no, that? Why? No. Yeah, they introduced this idea of transferring save data between your uh, PSP, PS Vita, and PS3 for for games that supported it, like PS1 Classics or whatever, and huh. um, or and, and they called it trans transferring with an A, and then tra- trademarked it. That sounds like a Nintendo <laughs> thing. That sounds like something they would do and have it be I like know. this dumbass, like kitschy little yeah. thing. Um, I still stand by that Nintendo. Like, I don't know if the 3DS download speeds were always slow, or if they could have been faster if they didn't insist on having Pikmin carry your save data across the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, but yeah, yeah. You know, I'm probably still gonna get a PS5 overall. Yeah. But I really like what Microsoft's been doing, not just with this, but with Game Pass was a huge step in the right direction. I think the key right now is just to be consumer friendly i mean that's always the key but sony with the ps4 got a huge leg up by doing that last generation like you said and i think microsoft is just kind of going out of their way to make everything easy for anyone interested yeah and so far there haven't mm-hmm. been any tremendous blunders with the the ps5 marketing we i mean we literally just got it revealed so there's time but i really doubt that they will yeah lose that spot on high that quickly you know yeah um mm-hmm. We talked about this also, but we talked about how Cyberpunk is getting enhanced. Uh, Cyberpunk is also getting delayed again until November. Again, again yeah. yeah. Um, that game's never coming out, mark my freaking I saw a very but, interesting um... thing where it's been exactly 91 days in between their delays. So I wonder huh. if they have a metric. They're like, okay, if they don't get to a certain point within the 90-day mark, then they have to delay it. 
Um, you know, did you guys read the statement they put out with the delay? Yeah. And it's only about a two-month delay, for the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, they said that the game is feature complete. It has every environment, quest, um, whatnot. The content's all there, 100%. They're just ironing out bugs yeah. and stability. But what I which... also think is interesting is that by this time, they will be ready for the next generation to the point where, like, I'm shocked that they're still releasing it on the previous generation of consoles. Or, I guess, right now, current yeah. generation of consoles. Heck, man. Persona 5 came out on the PS3 in 2016. We're going to talk about why, how Atlas hates money later. Okay, let's... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, CD Projekt Red seems to actually really like money and understand how these systems work. Um, <laughs> as opposed successful to Atlas. business likes money. Breaking yeah, news. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Atlas. But yeah. it's interesting too because they talked about how the... it's They're talking about how it's going to be backwards compatible as opposed to forwards compatible like we talked about with the uh, Xbox program that they have. So... Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that's going to work or what exactly that means. Um, people would be furious, well, well, but I, I think it might not be a bad idea to just like nix the current generation of consoles and just move to the Xbox One X and the uh, PS5, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the first generation in a while that I've felt like you're not really losing anything by getting the upgrade. Because, no, you're losing money. It's expensive, but... Well, I mean, of course you're losing money, but if the PS5 can run every PS4 game and the Xbox One is compatible backwards too, well, I guess it's not confirmed yet, but it, it kind of just almost seems like the half-step upgrades that we got during this generation, you know, now, now we're on, um, you know... PS4 Pro. Like the and Slim the, yeah. or the Pro or whatever, or all these sort of half-step upgrade, the new 3DS. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a trial run for the next console generation. Here we are, and they're going out of their way to make it so that you don't really have to do it if you don't want to, but if you do, you're also not drastically changing up your situation. Sort of just like, here's some... This one can run the new games on it. I can't recall a generation that's really done that before. There are generations that have released, like, new uh, models, like... The, the previous generation had a new Xbox model because the 360 would, like, fall apart and disintegrate and give you red rings of death immediately. And then there was <laughs> Hey, the... that's only ones made before 2009. That's what I mean, though. So they went and made a whole yeah, new model. Which is, model. like, a long time, though. Yeah. Um, and then the PS3 also nixed their PS2 backwards compatibility and made it cheaper and slimmer and less of a roach hotel. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm curious to see how that's going to uh, to pan out. If that there makes sense. is in a couple of original fat PS3s in The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! And uh, there's a Vita I'm happy too, to isn't report, there? There is a Vita. Yeah, um, I haven't found that yet, but I'm happy to report we found a copy of Uncharted Two <laughs> on a table <laughs> in The Last of Us Dexter. Two and Jack and Daxter HD collection. Oh, I love that. Because um, the world ended yeah. in, like, 2011, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2013. 2013, yeah. So, like, that's... Um, yeah, that's great. This game is impacting me so heavily that the entire time you guys just talked about consoles, I was just sad thinking about that game and forgetting to listen to you guys. It's really <laughs> all I can think about. What, oh, do I, man. what do I do? I know. Jack and Daxter HD collection's rough. I, it's rough. I always think rough. about Jack and Daxter. Daxter. 
gets gets his head jammed on a piece of glass and dies when when <laughs> i remember that <laughs> yeah that was wild man yeah, and then man. jack spent the like sequel just in grief you know yeah. trying to come to terms to yeah. wild wild wow wow what other news is there well there is the previously mentioned persona 4 listener by the way that didn't happen jack and daxter <laughs> <laughs> i don't want you to have weird ideas about yes, the people no, that made the crash bandicoot games you know <laughs> they're not they don't own uh, the crash okay. bandicoot games Persona 4, however, and I'm not joking with this one, Persona 4 absolutely does begin with a dead body suspended from cables on the side (laughs) of a road. Um, And that game recently uh, released on Steam, as you know, from Alex. And interestingly... And only from Alex. Only for Alex. um, Recently broke a record to become the most concurrently played JRPG on Steam ever. And, and like, it's easy to say that, but, like, when you look at the numbers compared to, like, what's what's close to it it's insane how many people bought this and have been playing it well there aren't a lot of jrpgs on steam that's the thing yeah there is a there is a huge shortage of it because a the pc market isn't huge in japan to begin with and you know that's actually that's pretty much it there aren't a whole lot for that reason but yeah the 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 sheer amount of numbers that this this game was getting on pc is is nuts and I hope that it makes Atlas, the developers of Persona 4, realize that, hey, maybe, just maybe, if we don't lock our games to, to weird consoles for obscure, obtuse reasons, then we don't have to, we can make more money, right? There's no law, like, Sony did not fund Persona 5. There's no law that says it has to stay on uh, PS5, or PS4. It could go maybe to other it's consoles. Like- Maybe Atlas is like Rockstar with Red Dead Redemption 1, where they're just like, yeah, we made Catherine, but we don't know where the code is. It's kind of just <laughs> on. And even if we did have it, I don't even know how it works. Like, it was made by, like, four different directors, and nobody knows how anything connects, and nothing's, like, annotated. Listener, for context... It's a miracle it even runs. Yeah, this is what I mean when I say Persona, or not Persona, Atlas does not understand the concept of money. They really struggle with the aspect of making money. Because, like, <laughs> let me make this clear. So, Persona 4 Golden, which is an enhanced edition of a PS2 game, right? Um, this game was only available on the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> hey, it was big in Japan. It was! And and then it kind of just... Even in Japan, it fell off. Like... Yeah, that's true. It was never, like, a huge, like, system seller, you know? Um, also, with... I don't, a lot of people seem to forget this, but with uh, Persona 5 coming out you could only stream a certain segment of the game before they would copyright yeah. strike your streams because they didn't want it spoiled. Yeah, and actually it was a, it was hardware level, in fact. Yeah. If you actually hit the share button on PS4 while playing Persona 4 um, in certain scenes, it would just refuse to activate any of those features. Which is so weird to me. Like, I get that you don't want your game spoiled. Nobody does. But, like... That's free. That's, again, that's that's free marketing, right? I I think the way to do it is like what Naughty Dog did with Last of Us Part Two. They had, um, to my understanding, there were two separate gameplay areas that reviewers were allowed to show in video pre-embargo. Or sorry, when, well, once embargo, the embargo is one lifted. Thing. Yeah. Right. So once once the review embargo lifted. You could only show video of a select number of areas, and you could not talk about anything 
in the last 12 hours of the game. Yeah. But now that the game is released, those restrictions don't matter anymore. So that makes sense. You're not because... preventing content creators or anything. But yeah. Atlas continued these restrictions for like, a really long I mean, time. I mean, did they ever yeah, stop? I think yeah, they, they did. stopped. It yeah. was like a year after the game came out or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess because they figured people would take months and months and months to play Persona 5. And How long God, was I know Persona I took 5? two hiatuses and took about two years probably to play that game. How many hours did you put in that long. game? game took me 130 hours wow okay i think when i finished it persona 4 is only about 75 yeah i've heard it's so like 80 you, like a little more than 80 so yeah and, and uh, one of the most common complaints or criticisms leveled at persona 5 is that they added more content but they didn't necessarily achieve more substance yeah. um yeah. which i would agree with yeah you know um atlas did in their twitter where they announced, like, hey, we're super happy that it's launched really well. Instead of being, like, you cannot, they just politely asked people, please don't spoil it for people, which, like... That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's good, but also, like, that's not how the internet works. I'm so sorry, far, like... I haven't seen anyone spoil this game. Like, huh? there's not a lot of I'm contempt surprised. for this game. I understand why uh, Naughty Dog locked all of their Twitter replies, because there's a lot of contempt for that game, for some reason. But... Every day there's something new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... But, like, mm -hmm. that's one thing. Would to limit the amount of, like, footage you can share of a game. And with Persona 5, it was, like, the tutorial. You couldn't get past the tutorial level, basically, <laughs> right? Because the first couple hours are just extended tutorials in these games, from what I can tell. I don't remember the cutoff in Persona 5, For personally. being able to just show it, or for reviews? For being able to show um, it. Probably, yeah. Um, it actually, it was, a, it was a while. It goes through... Oh, shit. I think, um, I don't remember, but it's actually a, a substantial okay, amount of time, okay. if I remember correctly. It was correctly. like eight to ten hours or something. It was a lot. It's like, I think it's like a couple months in the movie. Which is still, you know, less than a tenth of that game. Right, so. right. Yeah. It's a wild thing about it. Um, but yeah. it's it's doing really well on Steam, and I hope maybe they'll consider bringing it to other consoles. I would, I already bought this on Steam, so I don't think I'm going to double dip, but having Persona 4 on, uh, Switch or, like, even Xbox would be cool. PS4, it's not on there. Um, the spinoffs... All I'm saying, Atlas, is that you could release Persona 1 through 3 on maybe one disc and sell it for 30 bucks. Heck, sell 1 through 4 for 60. People would not be cool with Persona 3 anymore. What's wrong with no, I haven't played Persona you, 3. What's wrong with that? You unlock your Persona by shooting yourself in the head. Oh, oh that's right. That. Yeah. Are you kidding? I don't know. I think people would say it's canceled. No, people would just say if, it's it's like, uh, it's just morbid. Mm, I, mean, I think people would be saying that it's making light of suicide, which, you know, I haven't played that game. I can't comment. If, if I, people, I think the opposite. I think Twitter would be outraged. If people, I mean, obviously there's people who are rightfully upset about representation in some of these games, but I think that that element probably wouldn't get super harshly attacked if that makes sense i guess you'd have to see know. you know atlas do it cowards i want to yeah, i, mean, I want to play your you, video uh... i want to give you money let's see what i'm saying release your game oh, yeah, on yeah. one disc and then do it and see what people say hey cowards. i want Persona to give... two, you fight like a shadow hitler so <laughs> people would love that yeah. and he wears sunglasses while you're at it release the old smt games i know you have an ios port that just didn't get updated with ios <laughs> let me play that Oh, man. Dude, Shin Megami Tensei 4 on the DS, that game is really good. I want to play the one that's, uh, that's just, like, the it's thing. it's only on the 3DS. Yeah. When you have this weird... Um, it, I mean, yeah, that's another example of Atlas taking a game, and not even a, 
a like a port or a spinoff. Just straight up the fourth mainline game in the Shin Megami Tensei series is only on 3DS, and then the it's fifth so one is only on Switch. Yeah, and everything else is only on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's so weird. Yeah, um, figure that out. But yeah, guys, let me listeners. let me play your video game because as much as I love Persona Four, there are times when I was like, I'd like to just do the combat. You know, like, can mm-hmm. I just take a couple yeah. days off school and just do dungeon crawling? So, like, I was, and then I remember Shin Megami Tensei exists. So, yeah. whenever, if, if yeah. Atlas figures out that there is money to be made in porting these games, then we'll see. Maybe yeah. we'll hear more about Shin Megami Tensei 5 at PAX 2020. I, well. Which is yeah. going to be all online now. That's a weird way of them to say that it's canceled, but, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I actually think that the way they're handling it is pretty cool. I think that they are dumb as fuck for a couple months ago thinking that there was a planet where they'd be able to do that this year. But um, my understanding of this new online packs thing is that it's going to be over a few days. Um, Nine days. I forget yeah. how many, but it's it's like a substantial amount of days in September. And it's free. And I guess they're going to be doing a ton of panels. They're mm-hmm. going to have ways to interact with games. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool for an event that is so exclusive i mean hell you can't buy tickets for it unless you were ready to go yeah yeah right the moment they get sold you know it's obviously not going to be the same as just having normal packs but i think it's a cool way for people who would otherwise never get to go to experience it too and Mm -hmm. a smart way to not get people fucking sick you more yeah yeah that's that's absolutely true that it's this is the smartest thing to do um i'm not really holding out hopes that it's going to be anything like packs oh no yeah i think i would Hell, like I'm... it more if they just did a little like packs direct because they do a couple people do reveal games at packs right so like yeah i could see them having a little like i don't know maybe like 25 minute direct where they talk about they have devs on to talk about the games maybe they release the demos on steam or whatever you know um well you're i think you're forgetting though that a huge part of packs for a large majority i'd imagine of the people who go to it are the panels Mm -hmm. and so i think that having i think they said they're gonna do like i i'm making up numbers i don't remember but it was like three or four different channels that they're gonna be pretty much constantly running panels on i think that and then if they added a little direct thing that'd be good yeah you can finally see markiplier over the internet wow yeah (laughs) oh yeah he always has the meeting and it's always a gigantic panel like they bring, they use the uh, the theater that we just talked about for for Markiplier's panels because so many people had go a, do it. I had a friend when I went to PAX. Um, I think it was twenty eighteen that I went to PAX, and uh, I had a friend who, when I came back, asked if I had talked to Markiplier, and I said no. I, I, I I'm not a huge fan of his, so I skipped. And they were so disappointed, and they and they were saying you should have seen him, gotten his signature even just for me. And I didn't realize they were such a big fan, and I felt. A little bad, but, you know, I wasn't going to go wait in line and see Markiplier. For multiple then hours. I was at this the, wasn't um, just a quick thing that you could do, you know? But then people I was at the Oregon at like, State Fair. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, just people get in the Markiplier line at, like, 5 a.m. Wild. But then I was at the Oregon State Fair that uh, the following summer. And, um, was Markiplier the, there, too? No, one of the art pieces on display was the portrait of Markiplier. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I looked at the signature, <laughs> and it was that friend. Who had asked me if I had met them? Wow! And I, I thought love this that. goes deeper than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> this goes to the very, the roots. Wow! You know, so people love Markiplier. Guys, guys, charming. Um, I guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Jinx. I, yeah. You know, hey, there you go. <laughs> Him and a uh, little 
Who, what's that guy's name? The Jack, guy that goes Jack top Septic- of the morning Jack to Septic- you. Guy. Jack, Jack Septic- Septic- This is actually yeah. Markiplier Con now. Yeah, Markiplier yeah. Con. I, want, well, I wonder if there would be a decent enough showing to do a Markiplier Con. Oh, gross. Probably, oh, probably, God. yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd be like, it'd be like, um... Nothing against Markiplier. I've never met the guy. I'm sure he's a great person. No, it just, a, a convention for a person, a YouTube famous yeah. person sounds the, like the most awful place to oh, be Oh, absolutely, in the world. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, here's here's the thing. Here's the Emerald Games cast review of Markiplier. I, I don't I don't care for his <laughs> content, but the guy is ridiculously kind. He he's like one of the most genuine, kind, honest people in that arena. Yes, um, I've heard that and, also. And and, 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 and and I find him really likable, but I, I don't like his stuff to watch. But hey, it's a hell of a step over PewDiePie. You know, so <laughs> yeah, especially now. That's a low blow. Yeah. Actually, now what? What were we going to say? I said especially now with PewDiePie. Especially oh, yeah, now, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Well, but that's the news. But we can't end yet because... Because journalists are getting puzzles uh, of Crash Bandicoot, but I won't say anything further. <laughs> Sorry, Nolan. I was going. surprised Crash you didn't Bandicoot want to talk 4? about that. I don't want to talk about it. That's it. That's all I want to say. Okay, uh, okay. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah. Journalists are getting puzzles of the mask that was in Crash Team Racing, the most recent one, refueled. It's like a secret mask. And there too, might be like a, a new mask. Crash Four, maybe. Probably, we'll probably not by Naughty Dog, though. That would be hysterical. No, it's definitely not by Naughty Dog. New... They don't own the they don't no, own the rights they, anymore, yeah. and they were also busy with a game that's probably making them more money than Crash ever could. Let's be real. Oh, I wish, though. I wish they had, like, half their team on Last of Us Part 2 and half on Crash 4. I know The Last of Us is coming out in two months, but I need half of you to move over to the Crash Bandicoot team. I'm sorry. They just, they really need the additional help right we now. We need you gotta go. hyper-realistic fur textures on Crash Bandicoot, okay? Exactly. But I'm sorry, Nolan, for cutting you off. The Crash I... Bandicoot narrative is lacking. We need Neil Druckmann on this script. We need, <laughs> he's here. We need Crash to stop spinning into boxes. We need him to grab a box and move it so he can jump onto a ledge. He I, my my favorite needs Crash to stop eating all from... of the apples because he is destroying They're the environment. <laughs> my my favorite Crash content from this week was a fake leak of Crash as a Smash Bros character, <laughs> and they were like they were like Donkey Kong's up B. And Luigi's down B. <laughs> <laughs> and just every other character that had a spin move just to every angle. I love that. Yeah. Okay, I know we don't want to talk about re- leaks, but like real talk, what do you think the chances are? Of a Crash 4? No, of a uh, of Crash and Smash specifically. Oh. I think we know what the chances hi, of hi, Crash hi, 4 hi, are. Hi. I think both are pretty high, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think you're going to get a Crash 4 at, you know, It would tie whatever. in really well together. You'd have some cross-promotion, so. Yeah. Yeah. Can you fucking we'll imagine? We'll get we'll get we'll get a crash stage in, in Super Smash Brothers. Can you we'll get fucking, fucking die. Oh uh-huh. my god, my yeah. heart. Can you imagine a reality where Sony released a platform fighter with all of their most famous mascots, um, and the Persona character uh, Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, Solid Snake, and Crash Bandicoot are all on a Nintendo console? Oh, god, Can you yeah, imagine that? None of them made it into All Star. Not a single it would, one. It would, it would just be. Guy from Medieval, Joel, and Nathan Drake. Yeah. That's pretty much all <laughs> it was. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've decided I'm not partaking in the 2002 game of the No, what? No. Why? I can't. What do you mean you can't? Why not? Because every game I like came out that year. No, I learned. Looking, okay, listen. Listen to the games that came out that year. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Warcraft 3. 
Um, um, fuck, I lost. Resident Evil. I can't do it. It's Resident impossible. Evil. I think, I think oh, in the like, remake on GameCube. Yeah. yeah. I thought you didn't um, like Morrowind. that one. Didn't we just have that conversation? Um, that game's that game's great. I just didn't like playing it. Okay. Um, yeah, just a bunch of games I like, so I'm not partaking. Uh, well, you, what do you no, think? No, no, well, no, 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 well, you, listen, yeah? you, you take time to think, we'll go first, sure, we'll come back sure, around to you. Sure, sure, But, listener, you may recall, we've been doing this since 1995, <laughs> working up the years. <laughs> you make it sound so like we've been doing we this are. since the actual year of 1995. That's right, that's right. And we've made it now in episode 31 to the best game of 2002. <laughs> the one you've all been waiting for. The one you've all been waiting for. Alex? You first. This year was kind of game of two Janelle's credit. Two Janelle's credit. This year was kind of tough. There are some pretty solid games on here. Um, Jet Set Radio Future is a game that I really enjoy. Um, I think it's better than uh, Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio, depending on where in the world you are. Um, my, I have issues with Super Mario Sunshine, but like it's not a bad game. Uh, but I think for me personally, I gotta go with Kingdom Hearts One. I like that game. Oh, yeah. Mm, I I, right. I do enjoy. I I enjoy that game. Um, the game's dumb as hell, all of them are, but I like Kingdom Hearts. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. It's a fun, uh, st- weird, bizarre game. I enjoy love it. love for Wind Waker. It also has the best... Oh, I forgot about Wind Waker. I do like Wind Waker, but I think I'm, I'm still sticking with Kingdom Hearts. It also has the best cloud design, don't at me. Kingdom Hearts 1 cloud <laughs> is fucking cool, and then they gave him his advent children design in 2, where he looks like fucking shit. I hate him. Yeah. And it's really good that Kingdom Hearts 1 had good design for Cloud because they had bad design for every other character and model. No, that's in not the game. true. So, that's you know, not have true. Have you seen Sora's shoes? He is supposed yeah, to be. Those games are so ugly. No, Sora's <laughs> fine. Everyone See, talks about no, we Sora's were... feet. He fits really, really well in between the Disney worlds and the Final Fantasy worlds. That's why he was designed like that. All right, you, you want to hear my impression of Tetsuya Nomura yeah. making Kingdom Hearts? Okay. Yeah. More zippers. More zippers? That's More every zippers. Final Fantasy game. You, The most recent Final Fantasy game, <laughs> they wore leather jackets, leather everything with zippers. Oh, my best favorite... Wait, hold on. Not my best part. My favorite part <laughs> of Final Fantasy <laughs> 15 is the way that their leather squeaks when you walk. It's They're just, just covered leather and yeah. zippers. You oh, can't yeah. just give Kingdom Hearts shit for that. Top tier. Alex. Yeah, because Tetsuya Nomura designed Final Fantasy XV characters too. Yeah, I know. It's all him. It all goes to him to him. He's the all roads lead to Tetsuya Nomura. And the bottom of the iceberg. <laughs> he probably made Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> I can't disprove it. I I do like the part of Kingdom Hearts where Mickey Mouse is just wearing a full body leather suit. BDSM oh, that's in style. that's in two. Um, and it's not a BDSM oh, that's, suit. That's it's a got, it's a leather like shroud. Yeah. Wait, you isn't guys that when are, he got wait. norted? No, he never wait, got norted. Talking... He was always uh, he was hey, all... what was up? Are you guys talking about a real thing? Yeah, you're getting norted. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. just making. I was just joking. Oh, I, I well, didn't know he, this was. A... No, yeah, he's wearing like a yeah, he, like a leather. He goes undercover hood. with an evil organization and wears the uh, the like leather like cape with the hood over it. But he still has the I'm Mickey sorry. Mouse ears sticking out. So it's like, oh, I wonder who this character could be. I'm sorry. Do you mean the organization that is the embodiment of the concept of evil? Organization thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, what about the other 12? Never did. They actually, nothing. fun fact, they couldn't, Mickey Mouse was too expensive to put in Kingdom Hearts 1, so he shows up for exactly one minute at the very end of his game, or at the very end of the game, only his back silhouette. Oh, jeez. And nice. But Donald Duck, that guy's in the bargain bin. That guy's he's, a cheat. He's cheap. Donald Duck is the most, yeah, yeah, anyone can do- buy Donald Duck. Yeah. DuckTales is like a, a, a buck a duck, right? 
It's yeah, a buck a duck. A buck, a buck a duck. A duck. All right. One buck okay. for one duck. Now, 2002, you're right, had many a good game. I I like Metroid Prime a lot. Mm. Um, I like Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. It's my favorite Wind Waker. My, no, favorite, favorite <laughs> Zelda. It's my favorite Wind Waker, too. <laughs> it's my favorite Zelda that isn't um, Breath of the Wild. But I think for 2002... The answer for me, it's already been mentioned, has got to be the remake of Resident Evil. Because there's a lot of great games in 2002 that I did not play. Like, I I have an inkling that if I had played Morrowind at, at the time... Um, well, no, not at the time. I would have been five. But if I would have <laughs> played Morrowind when I was younger, I have not I have a feeling that I, I would have really liked it. And it would be close to my heart. But I didn't, and I can't be a fraud like that. Um... But Resident Evil, I just played this year in 2020, and, and 18 years after release, it was one of the games I had the most fun with this year. It's just a just a masterpiece of of game design, and and in that in that old school game way where the presentation is good, but the presentation never takes precedence over the mechanics, um, and the two work really well together. It's a good time. It's great. I gotta be honest, I'm surprised you didn't go with um, Metal Gear Two. Or Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm, but I did. Last episode. Wait, no, that was 2001. Metal Gear Solid. Wait. You did? MGS2 was 2001. Oh, I'm a fool. Yeah. I'm a fool. Yeah. But I did say that one last That week. make That you makes sense. Never mind. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I that. chose that one over Shinmu 2, remember? That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm so predictable. <laughs> I like the games that I like. Yeah. Shout out to Mafia as well. Mafia 1's a good game. But that's it for me. Janelle, I have a feeling I know what you're going to pick. I'm not participating. You can't keep doing this. I was too busy that year morning. You can't keep doing this. Oh, Oh my God. You literally just listed all the games that you played that came that year that you really liked. Can we have you talk about your favorite, like, two or three? No. No? You You can't keep doing this. You've done this so many times. This you is your idea. My game four is my what game. I think you were going to say. My game, my rules. You're not following uh, the rules. Like, yeah, this is a corrupt system. Oh, I, I, I think you rules. were going to say Pro Skater 4, right? Yeah. Well, also, though, okay, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 mm-hmm. was the game I probably played the most as a kid. More yeah. than Warcraft? I didn't, play, I didn't play Warcraft 3 a lot as a kid. I played that mostly later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I was but just... That still counts, you know, it was right? More, it was more World of Warcraft for me than Warcraft. I've, I always have liked Warcraft 3. Oh, Things, I thought things this closer. whole time it was World of Warcraft. Uh, when did no, World of Warcraft was, come out? I think like 2003. Oh, okay. Maybe, or 2004? Okay, 2005. Okay. I don't know. 2006, 2007, 2008. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, too far, too far. <laughs> go back, go back. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. So Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 is my favorite Tony Hawk's game. It's one of the my favorite games from my childhood. I only ever listened to one song. Literally the Wait, entire really? time I played that game, I only ever listened to TNT by, I think, acdc i don't know man. <laughs> wait that was in that song that was the, in that game i did the same in yeah i did the same in american wasteland with holiday by green day that was it <laughs> oh yeah why? i was a kid i don't know i liked what i liked but like Whatever. there's so many there's don't, so much music in those games yeah but as a kid i was like oh i'm jamming to this one on repeat all the time but also morrowind uh-huh. is incredible it's always the game that i look back to when Nolan and I have conversations about how, like, man, they don't make games like they used to. They used to not put a directional marker. <laughs> when you have your boomer conversations. Turn... 
Yeah. Yeah. Our our video game yeah. boomer conversations where I say, well, back in Morrowind, they would say, turn two houses to the left near the bakery and go blah, blah, blah to meet the Fetzel or whatever. I'll tell you, when they made it so you could fast travel to any pre-visited location in Oblivion, well, that just ruined um, open world design for you the did for just every say game that you, you did just say you exclusively listened to an ACDC song, so I think you got some, some boomer energy flowing through your blood, whether you realize it, was it or not. It 2002! Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, you say that. <laughs> when was ACDC your, relevant? your Red Bull. I don't know. On your, on your mowing know. tractor thing. You're the, uh, you're the, the Wojak meme. That's it. That's just you. I... I did buy a hammer recently, so maybe I'm turning into a boomer. <laughs> yeah, but it, to do, it was to do, it was to do the most millennial thing of all time. It was to hang up a, a painting that I I got from uh, Etsy based off of the musical Hamilton. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so it's That's the most true. millennial thing you could possibly do with a tool. I think the same day I bought um, succulents. So yeah, I think yeah, so. Yes. But. In any case, those... But at Home Depot, so that might balance it out. No, that doesn't. Home Depot's, <laughs> Home Depot's canceled and really bad, and I found that out when we got back from Home Depot, and our, well, and our roommate was like, you know they're really shitty, right? They donate all their money to Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I didn't That's know that. the boomer like, part, though, right? You didn't realize it, but there was boomer under under the whole thing. Listen, part of boomer energy is being uninformed. I've, <laughs> so I what? have unironically been wanting to raise my own chickens recently and have That's a true. farm. It's I true. believe I am becoming a boomer. Well, you got to go to Lowe's next time. Also, we are running out of time, so you got to fix something. I we know. sure are. Uh, um, Tony Oxford's Getter 4. Tony Oxford's 4. I can't. Oh, fuck. I knew I it. Ugh. It's okay. There it is. There we go. That's her. That's Friends. her answer. We got it out of her. Friends of the show. That's Tony. the best game of 2002. Tony Hawk, please send me a skateboard. A skateboard. A skateboard. Do you know how to skate? I skated as a kid. Did you really? Yeah, because I was really into the Tony Hawk game. Makes sense. A skateboard. That's cool. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I played Tony Hawk, but I sucked at it. And then I also sucked at Skate 2, but it was more fun to crash in that game. So I, I played a lot of Skate 2. I only played Jet Set Radio, and roller skates have Ooh. literally never been cool, so I had no desire Fuck to you. do that. Fuck you! Roller Clearly skates are cool now. Didn't are they? They're back. Nineties, Alex. Yeah. Well, I used to. You should to go play Jet Set Radio then. In Roseburg, Oregon, where every Tuesday they would let kids go to the local skate rink for free. Oh, we had that. Rollerbladed every Tuesday night at eight p.m. We had that. At, uh, there was a similar thing. It wasn't every Tuesday. I think it was every month, but at uh, Oaks Park in Portland. See, there you go. Yeah. Yep, at the roller rink. Yeah. But that's probably all we got for episode 31 because we're running pretty over time. So that Holy has been shit. the Emerald Games cast. I've been Nolan, and you can email us at emeraldgamescast wait, at gmail.com. We got an, an email last week. Wait, we did? Oh? No, wait, yes. no, we didn't. Yes. No, we didn't. It's fine. No, yes, yeah, we did. No, yes, we did. It's, it's, it's fine. Yes, it's fine. Thanks for listening, show. everybody. Friend you can show. email us at nope. emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. You can also get to our Twitter at ODE. Gamescast, thanks for listening. That's the end of the show. Hold Goodbye. On. Read the email. Read the email, Janelle. Okay, wait, Alex, I stopped recording. Okay. <laughs> okay, read the, read the email. Okay. Um, it says petition to ban Alex from doing any impressions ever again. And that's been Janelle. What? And with me has also wait, been I Alex. Get, I didn't get a name. Oh, do it. I'm clinically depressed again after playing the first ten hours of the last episode. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, come on. It I, was a it was a ruse. Was and that's ruse. been episode thirty-one. Have a good night. It's the news. Hi, listeners. This is 
Janelle, you just listened to a really good episode of podcast I'm on. Um, right after recording, Jeff Keighley announced that ALF is going to be his special tech correspondent for the Summer Game Fest, and I thought that you guys needed to know that breaking news. Take care.